The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Family, I just had a great conversation with Dr. Aisha Hankins, and I know that you are going to enjoy this episode, and she just dropped some wonderful pieces that we need to pay attention to when it comes to self-doubt and building confidence as Black entrepreneurs. We talked about how you can internalize your successes and ways in which you need to examine your skill sets just to remind yourself of who you are um she is originally from alaska and finds herself back in on the west coast in portland oregon um and so i just appreciate what she had to share with us um and especially the conversation around how you distinguish a role model from a mentor listen take a listen to what she had to say our combo about being more confident eliminating self-doubt or addressing self-doubt and remember in her words you are capable Welcome to Mighty My Black Business. All right, family, welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business podcast. And Miss Aisha, or Mrs. rather, Aisha Hankins is joining us today. And I am quite excited because I think we are about to kind of peel back the person behind the business. And Ultimately, that's what we try to do each episode, but I think we're going to get into some juicy stuff this time. And so I'm so excited to start this conversation that I've almost talked over the introduction. So let me stop. (laughs) So welcome, Aisha, to the My Did My Black Business podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you? Sure, I can absolutely do that. Thank you again for having me. I'm excited for the conversation. So Aisha Hankins is my name, Dr. Hankins, and I'm an educator, entrepreneur. And by educator, I mean I still have a footprint in higher education, and there's a backstory there, but I teach graduate students and do research. And then in January 2019, I started a business, and that business is directly tied to kind of my research and educational background. It's focused on helping women, particularly black women, understand the influence role their self-beliefs have on what they achieve in life and then how to cultivate or build those beliefs such that they support the things that they want to accomplish and so that is kind of the nuts and bolts of the business and I'm currently living and working in Portland Oregon but originally from Anchorage Alaska Mm -hmm. and in terms of social media I would point folks directly to my website, it's aishahankins.com, A-Y-E-E-S-H-A, and then Hankins, H-A-N-K-I-N-S.com, and aisha.hankins in terms of Instagram as well. Okay. okay. So what we will do is we will definitely have um, both your IG and website in the show notes so that um, listeners can check those things out and learn more about you and your services. and. Um, so, Dr. Hankins, I love it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how did um, how did entrepreneurship find you? How did you two meet? How did this happen? 
Uh, my, my initial response is a sigh. In oh. that, um, it wasn't a meet cute. Like it wasn't this just wonderful union um, that took off. I think it was a long time coming, honestly. Mm. And um, a lot of nudges and invitations, some of which I completely dismissed and then others I leaned into. Um, I honestly would say where entrepreneurship sort of started in terms of that idea really birthing in me, it was the loss of my grandmother. So mm. I lost my grandmother in 2016 and she is a, and was a role model and confidant and just plus one woman for me, someone that I mm -hmm. aspired to be in so many ways. And so I think when you lose someone, it just cracks you open mm -hmm. and makes you think about how short life is mm -hmm. in some ways, maybe how you've wasted time, maybe in some ways where you haven't how you haven't really been yourself. And so for me, it was a lot of that self-work that came after that loss. Mm -hmm. And one of those things that I had been denying was, I think, really creating space to think about the long-term work I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I went into my PhD with this clear vision. I was going to be a tenured uh, faculty member, and that was the goal. And I was incredibly excited about it. But that started to wane as I got further into the program, started to get to know my committee members and really seeing the work that they were doing and just realized it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't really given myself permission to explore that. And so that loss kind of opened that up for me. And then I started having conversations with actually a, a life coach on mm -hmm. campus. Uh, mm -hmm. He was a colleague who had advised students, but also was a life coach and did a lot of work around helping students identify their meaningful work. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of leaned into him to do my own self-exploration. And it became very clear that while I love higher ed, I love teaching, I love research, I really feel like I really feel like my greatest value will be stepping outside of what I found to be kind of a box mm -hmm. that, that the 10 year old would have put me in and to do my own thing. And so honestly, it wasn't until I got my PhD that I felt about 80% there that, okay, this is the work I'm going to do. But then we moved across country. So yeah. I was going to school in North Carolina. We transitioned to Portland, Oregon. And I think Slightly out of fear, slightly out of practicality, I went back to higher ed. So I worked in online learning for a while, mm -hmm. but it was six months into that, that it was pretty clear to me that this is not the work I want to do. And while it's comfortable and familiar and in many ways enjoyable, it isn't, it isn't it for me. And so I actually quit my job after six months mm -hmm. into it and made the decision to jump in all the way, January 1, 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, a, a journey. Yeah. And it's only been in the last year that I think I've allowed myself to do it kind of wholeheartedly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, first off, welcome. Welcome to Thanks. the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome Thank to you. the club. Mm -hmm. I, um, so I appreciate your answer and specifically the idea or the transition of what it means to kind of lose someone yep. very close to you and how that you know, kind of catapulted you into self-reflection about yep. kind of what happens for you in your future. Um, yeah. And so I think that, I think a lot of people can resonate with that, like having some big moment um, mm -hmm. of your world just kind of feel like it's, it's been changed from here on out mm -hmm. and then having to, you know, look yourself in the mirror and figure out now what. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can, I can appreciate, I can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. I, I would, I would say that I feel like, because I consider myself a fairly new um, entrepreneur as well. I started 
kind of started playing with the process in 2015, officially offering services in 2016. So yeah, um, still feeling like a you know a, a toddler in the, pro- yeah. <laughs> in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that has kind of circled back and forth as I've you know moved and progressed is this idea of feeling self assured um, mm-hmm. or not letting doubt kind of overcome. Um, and I feel like that is a, just a general part of the business building process, that self-doubt shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I could be talking about that all day for me, but I, I really want to know from you, yeah. how has self-doubt shown up in your process? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's just start there. How, how has it shown up? Gosh, all the time, you know, and even sharing that with you, I'm sort of hesitant, right? Because I think we, we you know, we want to bank on our capability. And, and I say that as someone who does feel capable, but if, but if I'm really honest, it shows up quite a bit. And I, and I don't think it's about the absence of self-doubt. I think that's a very human uh, emotion and reality. It's about being able to manage that. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, 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 it was very much so there in my entire process. You know, I'd been thinking about this business for even several years before I, I jumped all the way in. And so, you know, ideas had been formulating, but there was a lot of just self-doubt in terms of my ability to do it, self-doubt um, as it related to kind of other people. So, and I guess that's not exactly self-doubt, but really just being fearful what other people are going to say. And so, Mm-hmm. There's been a whole slew of emotions that that has come with entrepreneurship, and I, I think you're creating such a wonderful space to talk about kind of the emotional, psychological pieces. Because without those on right or the right strategies, we can really get lost in this, mm-hmm. and sometimes that results in the loss of our businesses too. So, just to kind of land more specifically on your question, um, for me, it was huge. So the big the big thing was. I believe in, in the, my message in terms of helping women achieve more and understanding the role, the critical role their self-beliefs have in their achievement in life. Like, like that is my background. That's what I've studied. That's what my dissertation is focused on. But I don't know anything about business. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have no know-how there. And so that became the huge learning learning opportunity. And I think the the quicker I was able to reframe that as, okay, this is a learning opportunity. I think mm-hmm. oftentimes when we're out of our comfort zone, it kind of elicits like that sense of panic, right? Like I'm not sure. going to be successful. I can't do this. And so I think for me, in, in some ways, having this educational background helped me in terms of reframing those feelings and mm-hmm. physiological sensations. I mean, the whole bit as, okay, I need to learn this. This is a learning opportunity and I need to look for resources to, to figure this out. And so um, I was grateful and, and just in hindsight, yeah, so glad that I was able to find some mentorship, even informally, mm-hmm. through meetups and, and, and other organizations where other folks were in a very similar position. They're starting, or maybe mm-hmm. they're two steps ahead of me. And so it was very, very real. And I think for me, just being able to to reframe it as a learning opportunity allowed for me to look for, you know, people I could learn from mm-hmm. to kind of get started. So. So I think that's sort of a broad response. I certainly can drill down into more specific. Yeah, examples. I mean, I, I love the way yeah. that you talked about that. Yeah. And I'm also curious, because I think for me, there are times when I'm aware that I'm yeah. feeling less confident. Um, yeah. And then other times where uh, it kind of sneaks up on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, or presents itself as something else. And right. so, 
um, for you, how how are you able to discern like, oh, mm-hmm. this must be a pain point for me, or this must be, um, my I, I feel like it's hitting my confidence. Like, how are how are you able to tell that that's that that's happening? I think for me, on one level, it's it's the physiological. So it's the butterflies in your stomach, it's the sweaty palms, it's those sorts of things. And I think we all kind of know that we get that in any situation. It's like our body telling us that we're getting ready to perform, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or this situation matters. So I know on some level, that's just human. It's going to happen probably all the time. Right. But I think there's also those times where we know that those feelings are heightened. Mm-hmm. And that's an indication that something more is going on. And so on some level, that's a real big cue for me. Uh, second level is, or another indicator is not really feeling really rooted in my experience and competencies. Um, I think that's a big indicator. So the reality is like, this is my expertise and I do have a lot to value. And so if that's, if I'm feeling shaky about that, shaking about my competence, shaky about what I know um, or what I'm able to to share with people, that's usually an indicator too. And, 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 and it's an opportunity for me to do some self-exploration to say, you know, am I just giving into fear here and, and, and I, I do have the skills that I need or is this feeling an indication that there's something more I need to learn? So a classic example is, you know, I've taught students for years in the classroom and we've talked about these subjects and, um, while I have that competency and I have that experience speaking, starting to do workshops and starting to speak from a stage was a, was a totally different context. Mm-hmm. So even though I had that experience to draw from, that new opportunity caused some of that questioning around my abilities. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it took not only internalizing like, you know, you've done a lot of this before, Aisha, that your experience in the classroom speaking with and in front of students is directly transferable to this new situation. Sure. So it took some of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, really being able to kind of remind myself of my past experience. But then the other part of it is that this is a new situation. This is a new context. And you're not speaking from a computer screen where you're flipping through, you know, lecture slides. This is a more extemporaneous way of communicating. So there are skill sets you need to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was just another example of, you know, how I had to not only remind myself I was capable, but then also realize that there still was some dissonance there. And that was an indication that I needed to learn some, some additional skills to do this work and in a new context or setting. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I like that because I, I, I think that highlights, um, maybe an interesting dichotomy that some of us uh, encounter. So the idea of being very aware that you're a subject matter, subject matter expert, um, mm-hmm. but the way in which you have to now deliver this information may be completely yeah. foreign to you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you're not a subject matter expert on that delivery system. And yeah. so, yeah. and so feeling very much like a fish out of water. Yep. Um, in, in all those ways. So I can a hundred percent understand what you mean, uh, yeah. in those ways. Um, so I'm curious, like, so one of the things that I think happens for black entrepreneurs, as we talk about business building. So mind mm-hmm. my, my black business is mm-hmm. meant to be like the space where black entrepreneurship and mental health meet. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we're here to do. 
And one of the things that I find to be a struggle, I can't think of a better word, is (laughs) to get Black entrepreneurs to to slow down Mm -hmm. enough um, to attend to themselves. And Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of like you meet the business before you meet the business person. And while I understand that from a business perspective, makes Mm sense. makes a lot of sense i would much rather you purchase my service a good than worry about me as the person um so i get that i get -hmm. (laughs) i get that yeah um i think sometimes me being able to explain like yes keep doing that thing keep marketing yourself yeah and and at the same time (laughs) it's very important for you to attend to these things that are cropping up because as an entrepreneur and, and this might you might see this too that mm-hmm. I, I have felt like if there was any deficit that I had as mm-hmm. it relates to the way in which I communicate the way in which I'm a business person the the way in which I prepare things those things are highlighted um, yeah. as I build a business so if I'm not organized if I um, don't plan well if I don't delegate all those things pop out yeah. um, mm-hmm. and create issues and so I'm saying these two pieces to say <laughs> because I'm getting kind of all over the place. Um, Are there things that you think um, that we should do regularly to attend to our Mm self-confidence before it becomes problematic? And Mm -hmm. part two, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if we don't address those self-confidence issues, how might they then impact our business? Which is where Mm -hmm. I think people will start to be like, oh, this could impact my wallet? Well, yes. Um, so yeah, what should we be doing regularly? And then if we don't do it, how will it impact the business? Yeah, I think I might start with the second question first, Mm -hmm. um, because there was Mm -hmm. just the first thought that comes to mind is at some point, I think you'll stop. And Mm -hmm. I'm saying that somewhat tentatively because I know that feeling capable is a motivator. That Mm -hmm. the reality is we don't walk towards things that we feel like we can't do. And so somehow we're blindly going forward, going forward, going forward. I think you will meet your match, Mm -hmm. whatever that task or contract is, where you just, you don't have this sense of capability. You haven't been attentive to that. And so to me, if you're not working on that, you're really undermining your motivation. And we all know that business is hard, that self-doubt is very real that all these psychological things are par for the course and so if we're not attentive to that I think we risk stopping right Mm -hmm. we risk losing that motivation we we risk letting our businesses uh, potentially fall apart Mm -hmm. Um, so so that is an outcome that I think is is sort of a potential threat Um, and and, and maybe I shouldn't frame it that way but I I think it is no I think that's Um, valid yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Um, I would say um, Self-awareness is key, and I think that's a hard thing sometimes to cultivate, especially when entrepreneurship, because I know half the time I feel like, you know, I'm running in a million different directions, mm-hmm. right? There's not really right. that meta time to think about how am I doing and to check in. But I think, you know, as you've created a platform for, there, there is the importance of, of, of taking care of yourself, because for most of us, we're doing this relatively solo mm-hmm. in terms of not having a large team, you know, as we're starting out. And so you are, you are the business. And if you right. aren't taking care of, it doesn't continue. And so I think being self-aware is a big part of that. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you have these outlandish self-care practices, which, you know, mm-hmm. those are great and wonderful. But I know for me, I usually check in to see 
Um, am I staying connected to my mentors and role models? Those mm-hmm. plus one people in our lives that allow us, to, that, allow, that speak into our lives and give us some perspective on things. So that's sort of a practical. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you checking in with people consistently that can provide you with really meaningful feedback? Right. R- related to how you're doing, related to your business growth. I think those people that have gone before us can really help us with that, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially as it relates to this self-doubt and self-care and, and where you should best place your energy. I, I think from a, a learning perspective or an educator's perspective, I always think about what do I need to learn? Mm. What do I need to learn? And so when you frame things as a learning experience, for me, that's so helpful. And, and maybe folks hearing that are like, oh, that doesn't help me. It mm-hmm. helps me because it's a learning journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a learning experience and it is about the process. And I know sometimes we, we get so focused on the results, the outcome, the outcome, the outcome. Right. We can't always control that in business. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes the upset, right? We can't always control it. But I think if we think about this somewhat as a learning experience, it's more on the process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you, you know, if you take this metaphor further in the classroom, there are certain conditions that are conducive to learning mm-hmm. and that in that head down nose to the grindstone um, approach really isn't. It really isn't. I mean, right. you're, just sort of, you're, you're just sort of drilling through. And while I know sometimes our businesses require that, I do think that, you know, um, that creating space for reflection, creating space where you're, you know, learning from plus one people. I mean, those sorts of things are really conducive to the learning piece. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something to kind of think about. Self-talk is a big part of it, too. You know, if you, if you need kind of a quick indicator, you know, in terms of, Am I experiencing self-doubt or do I feel incapable? I think oftentimes it shows up in the things that we're saying to ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Are, we, are we reminding ourselves of what we can do mm-hmm. or is it this constant iteration of what we can't mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where we've messed up? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big indicator. And then that physiology piece, you know, I, I, I need to, I know right now, full confession, I, I need to really include some physical movement in my life. I know that that's just a big um, opportunity for me to not only take care of myself, but it's a good reset, right? I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, when we're doing things that are new and different and trying to scale our businesses, it does bring up a lot. And so for me to exercise and do that sort of physical movement is a really good gauge. And so um, I'm offering that just as as a tip and tool and something I need to do. But I think the more we can be kind of body aware is helpful because we walk around sometimes with so much anxiety, it becomes our normal. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I don't mean to undermine that. I know there's a whole continuum of anxiety, but I think the more self-aware we can become, the more we'll be able to tune into, ah, there's something coming up for me. Right. You know? right. I, and, and for me, I, I think I've cultivated that over time to where I know that it become and that in some situations, it's really an indication that I need to be attentive to this, this thing called self-doubt. Mm-hmm. And I need to reframe my thinking and I need to talk to my mentors and I need to remember that this is a learning experience and kind of relabel, you know, some of that self-talk and, and all those things that swim around within us. So, so I hope that's helpful. I know I've kind of went in a full circle there of ideas. Oh, that was, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I appreciated that. You yeah. know, so this actually kind of lends itself to the next um, question. Those tips were, were really good. And, and I know that people have paid it. If, the beauty of this process is if they heard those things and you're in the car driving, now they're on record and you can write them down later. But the idea of not only taking care of your kind of physical space, but um, doing those hard questions for yourself in terms of the self-reflection that you talked about, having that self-talk, those things are also 
so very important. And I do them quite often. <laughs> so I'm glad that you mentioned them. Yeah. Um, there, and I don't, so there seems to be this trend and I don't know if it's more so a trend or if I'm just paying attention more, mm-hmm. but, uh, women's empowerment conferences, women empowerment brunches, women empowerment workshops. Um, I feel like those are happening all the time, or at least I feel like I see them happening uh-huh. all the time, whether that's Facebook, Eventbrite, I just see them being advertised all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know you mentioned um, the idea of, of finding a mentor as well as being kind of in uh, circles with folks who are similar to you. Yeah. Um, are, are these types of events places people should look um, to help address self-doubt? Mm-hmm. And can they, in what ways can they be helpful? And in what ways might they be harmful? Hmm. Gosh, good question. Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking about my own experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll be tentative uh, Mm -hmm. in that, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if if they are fully harmful. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, I'm thinking about that. So Mm -hmm. um, I would say that generally speaking, and I'll speak from my own experience as well, as I've gone to conferences and meetups and workshops that are Mm -hmm. around women's empowerment, uh, confidence building. Mm-hmm. I think in some cases it does attract people who are at a place of readiness to hear that material, okay. eagerness to put it into practice, and a big why, right? They're there because maybe they're a business owner. They're there because they're not seeing that in their professional life or personal life. And so, generally speaking, it, it does attract people that, you know, from my perspective, could be in a similar place and there could be some natural camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I have found and made some connections with people by, by virtue of doing that, going to conferences and meeting them at meetups or what have you. Um, some of that has been selective. So even in those spaces, you know, people might not be at a place where they're really wanting to put things into practice. And so, you know, there's a filtering there. Um, but generally speaking, it could be, I think, an avenue for people to explore to find camaraderie and community. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that... Well, I should say, I'm not sure that it could be harmful. And then I'm tentative on that. I mean, I, I think I think if we're looking to other people to cure our self-doubt uh, issues, mm-hmm. that's, not gonna, that's not going to happen. And so maybe that might be a misnomer in those spaces, right? Come to this event, be part of this tribe, and it will eliminate this for you. Right. I think this is individual work that we have to do. And so when we're talking about harm, that's kind of what I'm, that's coming up for me. Mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm. potential misnomer, because mm-hmm. um, this is this is self work that we have to do, and I know that you know, um, as we've talked about, it's easy to overshadow that when you've got a lot to do and you're growing a business from the ground up. But mm-hmm. I think that might be one um, one misconception, let's mm-hmm. just say, of those mm-hmm. spaces is that they're a cure all for those sorts of things. I think they're camaraderie. Right. They could potentially, you know, be a source of confidence, people where you can normalize your experience and say, my goodness, I'm experiencing self-doubt too. Like, how do you manage that? Or what right. do you do? I um, mean, that can be really helpful, right? Just to name it and feel affirmed that other people are in the same place. Mm-hmm. But it really is the work that we have to do ourselves. And so that's just always important to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I think that in my own experience in participating in these yeah. these types of events, um, I have I have found that the the idea of kind of being around other business women or being around other black uh, business owners that there yeah. has been this 
idea of, oh, this is, you know, almost like a, I can breathe deeper. I can kind of relax my shoulders a little bit. This is another space where I don't have to perform maybe in a way. Yeah. Um, because we're all coming to the table, at least having basic understanding about certain things. Yep. I think um, sometimes some of them have felt less rewarding because they they don't necessarily peel back a layer. Um, some of them uh, are, are focused, or I have felt kind of focused maybe on how people who have reached the peak of that mountaintop, right. <laughs> whereas, the, whereas the, the great majority of everybody in the room is still climbing. Right. Uh, and so it can feel like, well, I'll never make it to the yacht uh, life. Uh, I'll, I'll never be able to, you know, it kind of yeah. uh, reignites that, that comparison thing that we all do. We all ah, do. Uh-huh. Uh, and that feeling of uh, maybe even feeling like an imposter. Like it just can kind of, it can kind of breathe that, um, that right. doubt if there isn't a level of vulnerability, I think, from those who are, who have the microphone, who have the stage. And so yes. when they tend to do that, I feel like I've been able to gain so much more, even if it doesn't mean I, I walked away with more business cards, but yep. um, maybe I feel more self-assured or I feel, you know, a bit of clarity around something because I've kind of heard someone else's understanding of how they've gotten to where they are. Yes. And I have so much to say in, 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 in response to your response. Yeah. So thanks for going a little bit deeper with this. And so, sure. you know, um, just kind of explaining your own experience and, and what you've gathered from the stage and, and, and how that's impacted um, maybe your own self-perception or experience of self-doubt. I think you're exactly right. I think that conferences that have people who are, you know, masters and experts and there's no disclosure of how they got there or mm -hmm. the reality of where they're started I think mm -hmm. it I honestly think it's it's less valuable for the audience right mm -hmm. so if, if the if the goal is to empower, empower your audience members I think you have to be a coping model I mean that's mm -hmm. like a technical term but coping models are individuals who share mm -hmm. the struggles the the downsides the the hurdles the obstacles that they went through Right. Right. So it allows the people that are learning from them to immediately connect with them and understand, gosh, they started where I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And you really do see, gosh, if they can do it, I can do it. There's that confirmation. Right. So I think that's that's incredibly important. Um, so, to, yeah, peel back a layer for sure. I would say. Um, just generally speaking, in terms of tips and strategies, you're right. Sometimes these conferences don't peel back the layer, but then they don't also maybe land on specific things that people can do to work through self-confidence or self-doubt and to really feel empowered. Mm -hmm. And so just thinking about our conversation, I wanted to really drill down on a couple of, of strategies that I use that really help. So mm -hmm. I've kind of talked around some of them, but I want to be sure to name them. So the first is internalizing your past successes. I think that process is really, really important. We easily focus on the things that we don't do well, the skill sets that we don't have, but I don't mm -hmm. think we spend enough time really internalizing the things that we've done well in the past. Right. So when I talked a little bit about, you know, having this background and in, in, in teaching and then also and now doing being a business owner and, and, and public speaking being one of my offerings, I have to remind myself that, gosh, you've been speaking all along. That mm -hmm. While the platform's different, right? You've been doing this in small, in small ways, in small contexts. You have the skill sets or at least the majority of the skill sets you need to do this successfully. Right. 
And so going through that process to really think back about the successes you've had and how these new goals that you've set or these new demands that your business is, is requiring or you really hinge on those skill sets mm-hmm. that you have mm-hmm. executed and done wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And even though it's, it's something new that you have to do, it's important, I think, to do that process of internalization. There's always the other piece of it, which is what do I need to learn now, right? You got, how could I add to my toolbox of skill sets? But I think we've got to start with that internalizing your past successes. That's really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we talked a second ago about role models or mentors. I wanted to talk about role models. Mm-hmm. So mentorship is a wonderful thing. And I think mentorship is that lasting reciprocal relationship, right? With someone who's in theory in the shoes that we want to be in. But I think a great place to start is role modeling. People mm-hmm. who have skill sets that you lack, that you'd mm-hmm. like to acquire. Okay. And that could, be, that could be a lot of peer models, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People who are the exact same place or stage in their business, but they have got their social media down packed, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have some skill set that you need to acquire and that we can learn from each other in that way. Um, and they can affirm to us, you know, wh- what they see in us. Just that process of, of having those relationships can really be, can really allow us to manage self-doubt, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've got someone to learn from and we also got someone who can provide encouragement and feedback to us. We also talked about self-talk and the things that we say to ourselves are so critical. And so that's a, you know, an an easy, um, I shouldn't say easy. That is not the right word. That is a low-hanging fruit opportunity. Probably not easy, right? But it is, you know, something we can maybe just start to be aware of and thoughtful of right after, you know, right away. Um, and then also just being more aware of our physiology and sometimes it doesn't work in our favor. You know, we have this natural fight or flight response. So when Mm -hmm. we're scared, our body goes into that reaction, but there are often times where that response is happening and we are more than capable to do the task that's in front of us. And so sometimes you really have to get into some deep breathing, um, some awareness to say, no, no, no. Yes, I'm excited. I've got butterflies in my stomach, sweaty palms, the whole, you know, the whole list of things. Mm-hmm. But I am prepared for this, right? Yeah. I can do this. And so sometimes it really is relabeling those kind of emotional responses as in a more accurate way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I hope that, that helps. I just wanted to try yeah. a couple. No, that was, that was wonderful. I actually was taking notes as you were going through that. So thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, so I, I 100% agree with your list. I think the, the conversation around self-confidence, self-doubt is one that we have to continue to have with ourselves. And hopefully yep. we have spaces with, our trusted confidants or our mentors or maybe even our family yeah, um, where we can be really open um, mm-hmm. about that um, because I think without a space for it, it will kind of take you over. And so I appreciate you um, mm-hmm. and the way that you, you've shared with us your journey, but also what we can do um, for ourselves because mm-hmm. um, I think that's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I feel like we could be talking about this all day. We're not going to do that, though, Uh, (laughs) for lots of reasons, because time is money. But uh, (laughs) but before we go, so I need to know, what does minding my black business mean to you? Well, I would say that um, for me and then thinking about your audience more specifically, um, the listeners, that it's knowing that you're capable 
knowing that you're capable kind of you know, off of this point of internalizing your successes, that's really, really important in terms of a counter mm-hmm. to self-doubt, you know, or a tool to, to manage self-doubt is to really internalize the fact that you are capable. You mm-hmm. can learn to do and perform the tasks that are required of you as an entrepreneur. You can mm-hmm. do that. You mm-hmm. can do that. And then the second piece, I think, is trusting the value and impact of your business. You know, I think that's another area where self-doubt comes out right because something's not sticking yet or the marketplace isn't affirming it yet. But that doesn't mean it's not valuable and that someone doesn't need it. Right. And so I would offer that. Know that you're capable and trust Mm. the value and impact of your business. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. You are capable. You heard it here, folks, from Dr. Hankins. <laughs> Thank you so much for your wisdom. This is wonderful. Um, and I appreciate you sharing this with the family. Thanks so much for having me. It was a great conversation. And yeah, thank you for creating this space. I think it's so important. Appreciate that. So if you want to know more and you like what you heard, don't forget to like subscribe and comment on the podcast also follow the movement on our website mindingmyblackbusiness.com and on our facebook and instagram pages under minding my black business and on twitter under minding my black biz so peace and blessings to us all family and when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing let them know that you're minding my black business